Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Be Open and Authentic with Rohit. Before we get started, I have a few questions for you guys. How many women you know invested in crypto? And how many women founders you know? Or do you know any, any black founders at all? And one last question. Do you know any black women founder that started a crypto investing company? Well, I know one and today we have her on the show. Welcome Kendra uh, to the show and thanks for uh, be, thanks for you know being a guest on the show and uh, in, and for your willingness to talk about why you think women should invest in crypto and and uh, in the recent market changes and and you know we also would like to learn more about your startup journey so far. Yeah. Let's let's get started. Uh, thanks again uh, and then do you want to start with an introduction? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and talk to your listeners. Um, so a bit about me. So again, my name is Kendra Cole, and I am the CEO of the Crypto Mom app. So we're a platform that makes cryptocurrency um, relevant and easy to understand for women. Um, so a little bit about my entrepreneurial journey. Um, my background is in um, public relations and marketing. So I've been doing that for the last 13 years, um, primarily providing um, strategic counsel to both um, global companies, startups, uh, but primarily um, women-focused brands, family-focused mm. brands. So that's really my um, where my specialty comes in. Um, and so just over the last year or so, um, we, my technical co-founder, Lord Cole, who happens to also be my partner in life, um, we decided to start this platform. So we're almost a year in. It's been really exciting. We're actually in the process of um, onboarding our first alpha users now, which is really exciting. And thank you to Rohit, who has um, helped us so much with our technical stack. Um, so we're just really excited and I'm excited to be here and talk to you and, you know, and just and talk more about crypto and getting more women involved. Yeah, right. And, and you know, uh, great, great journey so far. And, and glad you made a uh, lot of progress and, uh, you know, ready for alpha testers. Uh, that, yeah. That's great. Right. You know, before we get, you know, started on anything, I just want to understand, you know, your opinion in terms of why you think crypto is the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in my opinion, you know, one of the key indicators, I think, and um, to crypto staying power, particularly is its integration into our society, our culture, um, and our everyday life. You know, I think things that are um, very common in our lives now, for example, you know, Whole Foods now accepts Bitcoin for payment. Um, you know, we're even seeing like really popular ads in Super Bowl. Um, and even just today, um, there was news that our government agencies are now asking um, global, um, you know, exchanges um, into the insight into the recent fraud that's been in within crypto. So, you know, I think we're seeing um, there's definitely been a cultural shift in in, yeah. in the way that crypto is being integrated into our daily lives, and so I think that that's a really big indicator that this is here to stay. Um, and I think there's definitely going to be bumps along the way, but there's also going to be really big wins. And I think that the way um, that crypto really wins is by bringing in more women. Um, and, you know, for us specifically, we're targeting millennial women and getting them involved, getting them investing. Um, and they're really going to, women are going to lead the charge for this. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a few pointers on what you said, right? So yes, crypto is, you know, coming to our everyday lives and, and it's, you know, it's being integrated, um, mm -hmm may not be you know uh, organically but it's it's getting along and people are getting used to it mm -hmm. so but i you know want to uh, talk a little bit about the bumps that mm -hmm. you were talking uh, mm -hmm. and and before we move on to you know the other other topics that you mentioned so you know with the latest because the thing with crypto at least for me has been you know the reliability right i understand the technology mm -hmm. you know i'm sure it's going to be you know great and it's here to stay but I just, you know, uh, still feel uh, as may, maybe it's uh, may not even be trust issues, but you know, it's more mm -hmm. the fluctuations and the application of it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because it's it, and it varies a lot, you know, for um, not so many, you know, organic or the business driven reasons. So mm -hmm. it kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of 
take a step back when i want to invest in crypto uh, particularly you know huge amounts um, uh, at least to my capacity so what do you what do you have to say on that yeah i mean and that makes total sense so i think the first thing is is that all financial markets right now are down in general so um you know i think that when you hear when you read the headlines it feels like it's just crypto but it's all financial markets and i think that and that's no and that's typical right um and i think that puts a lot of people on edge and they're questioning their investment decisions and rightfully so um i think that when you look at kind of the ebbs and flows of the market i think one of the things that we're really um, pushing and encouraging is a different approach than a trading, a buy and sell and trying to make money quickly. So on our platform, um, we're actually an investment management platform. And that mm. is specifically informed by the fact that women actually have a buy and hold investment approach. Um, mm. And that's much more geared towards longer, longer term approach, longer term investments. Um, so on our platform, that's really what we're trying to encourage and less um, high risk behavior behavior and more long-term behavior. So, um, you know, so, and that's why the products that are on our platform um, really are geared towards that. So for example, on our platform, when you buy Bitcoin, you can use your Bitcoin to allocate that to like a 529 education plan. Well, that's really for when you set up in a 529 education plan, it's typically used for, you know, when you want to go to college, right? Well, so in theory, you're probably not setting up a 529 account to cash out next week. You're probably setting that up for years and years yeah. to come. Um, so that's, you know, in, in my opinion, um, you know, that's why for us, you know, having that longer term approach, you also have a little bit more room to change your investments if you want to, you know, you have different life changes and that's okay. Um, and so I think that when you when you focus on the longer term game, you also give yourself more room to set your financial goals. Um, you'll get and you know and to be able to really assess you know your entire portfolio and how you want to approach that. Yeah, so you know, that makes sense. You know because the thing that you're building is not a trading platform; it's more of an investing platform, which uh, you know um, buy and hold for for the long returns, right? Which mm-hmm. which is the regular uh, investment advice, but mm-hmm. most people like me, you know, they just uh, like to uh, trade or, mm-hmm. or, you know, be a little more, um, I don't know what you call, but <laughs> not, not the best, you know, investing, investing <laughs> guidelines, because yes. if, you, if you look, if you listen to, you know, Warren Buffett or, you know, any, any one, you know, it's more of buy and hold for the long run. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, with late, you know, Robin Hood or, uh, you know, with, based on the news, you know, I just try to, I think I make some instant, you know, decisions based on the news and I kind of freak out uh, in, in a short term. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a, that's a good behavior and particularly not in the <laughs> yeah. crypto world, right? I right. think you need something that's really long term. And, and I like the opinionated way of building the platform in the sense that, mm-hmm. hey, use it for, you know, maybe education or, you know, something mm-hmm. or use it for some savings. So mm-hmm. I, like, I like this approach. Right. And, and, uh, but, and, you know, and to that point, you're not alone, Rahith. Like most men actually do have that sort of very quick trading, uh, want quick gains approach. Um, women are actually much better investors on a long term effect. (laughs) So, um, so it's, so it's not, you know, you're not the only one. Yeah. I think you know all all my finances should be handled by my wife rather than me. I guess I think it will it will that's just be probably, easy. <laughs> uh, that's probably the best decision that you've made today. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but but just curious to understand um, why do you specifically want to build for women? Um, mm-hmm. Because I understand you know the people investing in crypto, particularly women, are you know very uh, less in the sense that you know 50, only less than twenty percent. Mm-hmm. But since the industry is, you know, evolving a lot, which means that it will be a male-dominant industry, which which may not be great either. You know, it, it as long as it's not inclusive, it's not great. So, why do you want to build specifically for women, and mm-hmm. and why don't I mean, like, what, what's your opinion? Yeah. So, um, you know, historically, um, women have been underserved and overlooked in the financial services industry. Um, And, you know, the crypto gender gap even permeates more than traditional finance now. Um, Even when you look at um, platforms or apps that are 
um, supposedly gender neutral, they still tend to um, cater towards male preferences, male trading styles, male investment styles, the way that they use technology. Um, and you know, women have said that they feel underserved, they feel overlooked, and yet there's very few products and companies that are um, you know, making that change, speaking directly to women, providing um, technology um, use pre case preferences that they prefer, um, providing products for their investment style. Um, you know, and women globally have 700 billion in investment money and, and, and lost opportunity, to be honest, like that's mm -hmm. revenue that's being uncaptured in this market. Um, so when we talk about, you know, why do we want to make a platform specifically for women, I would say, why not? Um, you know, I would challenge anybody out there who says that, you know, women don't need something specifically for themselves. I would say, I would challenge you and say, well, why don't we? Um, you know, and ultimately women, you know, primarily make the financial investment decisions um, for the family. And, you know, their challenges are specifically in crypto is, is that they just, in even in all their investments, um, you know, typically it's a confidence gap, you know, um, but yep. women, once they do gain that confidence, um, they're much better investors. They make better decisions when it comes to investments. And so, you know, now that crypto is, like I said, you know, really becoming integrated into to society, but it's still early. And yep. so we want to make sure that women are not left behind. You know, we want to make sure that women are at the forefront of this, because when I think about my daughters, you know, I want my daughters, you know, we've sat down and had conversations with them about investing and they know about crypto mom. Yep. Um, and so, and they're, you know, five and three. So, you know, it's really important that we start those conversations early often and you know now is the time to really um you know capture like i said that 700 billion in in revenue opportunity yeah definitely i, I totally agree with that and i kind of see the need uh, and and your intent behind uh, building the app is for women mm -hmm. because that you know that way it's so much easier to close the gap and and build the knowledge and build a community around it right it's it's more of Absolutely. you know the confidence you know like you said um mm -hmm. the confidence factor needs to be there and having a trustworthy platform that matches with their long-term investment needs mm -hmm. maybe that is what uh, missing so far um yeah yeah so that, that's interesting but how do you you know see the how, how do you say it's being you know played out in the long run versus you know in the immediate future versus the long run mm -hmm. Because in the, in the since the markets are not stable, you know I still have my questions around crypto or, or for for you know everything around investment at all, mm -hmm. and then but in the long run that might seem to be you know I don't want to miss the opportunity you know, as well. So how do you see this uh, sentiment on crypto uh, in the in the short run versus in the long run? Yeah, I think that the first thing is 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 that. Um, you know, gaining that education. So it's about, you know, first informing yourself on, you know, what exactly crypto is, you know, even, and you don't, and I don't even necessarily mean knowing the exact nitty gritty of blockchain and how it works and all the type of thing. I think it's just more so familiarizing yourself um, and also understanding that, you know, all investments, um, you know, all investments are risky. It's just kind of a matter of, you know, how, um, volatile or how risky you want to be. You know, you can always take a much more conservative approach. Um, in my opinion, I would never encourage someone to, you know, spend necessarily spend their last dime on something like cryptocurrency. You know, you want to start small, you want to start with something that's manageable to you. Um, and then again, once you kind of build that confidence, you can then, and, 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 in relation to setting your financial goals, you know, I think it's much more easier to wrap your brain around this investment, seeing how it grows, seeing how the market fluctuates. Um, and then, you know, like you said, you're building that confidence and every single time you buy, every single time you make an investment decision, um, you know, you're one step closer to achieving your financial goals. Agreed. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, more of, um, uh the regular best practice that mm -hmm. you know uh it's it's not that you go all in in, in any right. investment at all go step by step gain the confidence and and mm -hmm. learn about the ecosystem and and go as you learn yeah so 
because because there are you know <laughs> multiple coins out there you know there are some meme coins which are uh, okay. making waves uh, and <laughs> which people yeah which like they fluctuate a lot you know uh, and and they bring people to uh, ground zero uh, mm-hmm. because of all the losses because they are just meme coins i am not sure whether yeah. they serve any purpose sure. so since there is this angle of crypto which which also makes uh people lot more you know which increase the contents gap so what are your recommendations when it comes to these coins or or uh, what do you think is the best investment strategy to start with when it comes to crypto yeah so i mean so i think you know i think it kind of depends on again what your risk appetite is if you um you know don't mind you know your investments being very risky then you know by all means you know you can definitely invest in and in those types of um projects um i would say that for us we understand that a lot of our users are going to be first time buyers um and they are going to be really hesitant um and so that's why on our platform primary um when we first launch um we're only going to be um offering bitcoin to start you know it's been mm. it was yeah it was created in 2009 so we know that this is not a fly by night um coin. right yeah. um and so on our platform you know i would say we're taking a conservative approach if if that's if you can use that um word yeah. to um getting involved in cryptocurrency and i think as our platform evolves um and we continue to learn the needs um and the requests of our female investors that's really going to inform um if we bring on other coins maybe we only stick to bitcoin but i think right now we're sticking with bitcoin and you know we're going to be really listening to the needs and requests of our users and the more that their appetite increases the more that we can better provide the environment and the platform for them um you know so that way that you know the crypto mom really is the only place that women um want to invest and you know and want to be nice yeah that's that's a great uh, you know uh, way to get started so that mm-hmm. you gain the confidence of people you make sure that people are not losing yeah. on some you know bad investment because yeah. of the lack of you know knowledge gap that exists as of today yeah so th- that's- and, and you know and the other thing too is is that i think the other thing to call out to is to your point you know there there you know some of the coin projects are you know kind of here gone tomorrow um and you know on our platform i think one of the things that's really important is is that we really understand that building that trust um and that security is really important to our users so we are actually partnering with um a company that provides uh you know a world class um technical company and trust company and so what they do is they basically protect all of your assets so you know for heaven forbid if the crypto mom were to go away your coin would not go away we actually do not have hold any of um our users assets they're protected in a trust um and so if we were to go away you would still have your assets um so i think that that's one of a really a big differentiator for us um we're also a fiduciary so you know it's in our best interest to you know provide a platform that um and any sort of coins that are in our users best interest and i think a lot of exchanges kind of um you know really shy away from that i know uh, if i if i'm a founder i'm not sure whether i would explicitly explicitly state it though uh, but yeah uh, <laughs> thanks thanks for being open and i think uh, yeah. that gives even uh, more confidence to you know um, the users of the app uh, and then yeah. that's that's a that's a good strategy you know as well uh, considering the market or you know, just protect, protecting the best interests of users mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. i i like that way of uh, thinking and approach that's great yeah so just just curious to understand in how long uh, have you been uh, in the crypto industry in the sense that mm-hmm. you know when did you start investing and uh, how long have you been um, doing or like in this crypto world yeah so i actually kind of i started maybe about 2 years ago mm-hmm. um when you know kind of like or maybe a little bit over 2 years ago when the pandemic first kind of hit and um you know i think i was like majority of the people out there you know i'd kind of heard of it i feel like you hear these like 
these random success stories of people buying, you know, 10 years ago, and now it's worth however much, right? So I had heard of it before, um, and I wanted to get involved, but I really wasn't sure how to start. And, and even in my case, you know, I had somebody in my home that has been, he's a CT, he was a CTO of a global um, market making crypto firm. So um, I had a very intimate um, relationship with somebody with it, and I still didn't know a lot, right? So, um, you know, so I think that for me, I started about two years ago and I would kind of like buy a little bit of coin and then sell it and then buy a little coin and then sell it. Um, and so um, that really kind of piqued my interest. And I brought in a girlfriend of mine. I brought in another friend of mine. And then we kind of all started texting and giving each other advice and just talking together. So we kind of built our own little community um, mm-hmm. and we would just continue to add more women to our text thread. Um, and that's really kind of one of the motivations for why we started a crypto mom. You know, we realized that women really wanted a community where they could ask questions. Um, they can rely on other people's um, experiences. Um, but ultimately, once they were ready to buy, you know, I even had challenges getting onto the exchanges that I were that I was using because, you know, for example, like, you know, you know, women, if we do a name change, right, sometimes like my bank account doesn't always match my my driver's license, which may be a different name than yep. my um, my passport, right, because my passport is my married name, my driver's license is my, um, you know, I'm hyphenated there. So, you know, so there's kind of, I think, just um, some challenges with signing on to different exchanges like that. Um, so that's kind of how I got involved. And I really realized that that was a challenge um, for a lot of women. And then, you know, kind of as we looked and did more research, we were like, wow, like, there's a lot of women who are, want to get involved. Yeah. And they just have these really unique challenges and hurdles to get into. So we were like, mm-hmm. well, if we're going to, who's going to solve this problem? Like, why not it be, why not let it be us? Yeah, that, that's, that's great. So you were in this, you were, you know, in the, in the industry for like two years and you yeah. see a problem and you started solving it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. This, this is great. So, but, but it's also, you know, what, and two years in, I think this is where, uh, this is also the time that crypto struggled or fluctuated a lot. Yeah. So what, what gave you the confidence and, and what made you take the leap that, hey, I'm going to um, make a move to being a founder? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work and, you know, you have to make a lot of yeah. sacrifices. Yeah. So what gave you that confidence that, you know, to move forward on it and mm-hmm. the, what, why do you believe it in, in the, it's a good long-term decision? Yeah. So when um, Lord and I even kind of started brainstorming things and talking about this, I was actually six months pregnant with our third child. So it definitely from like a time perspective, um, uh, you know, we're about to have our third baby and starting a business together. You know, why not? Um, You just do that as well. Um, (laughs) So we had a lot going on at the time. But, you know, I think that, you know, I think that it just really came from talking to a lot of women. I mean, I think within that first month, we talked to probably over 30 women who um, were very similar to me and um, were, they were millennial women, like half of them were moms. Um, and so really just kind of having a better understanding of what their challenges were. And I think it really ultimately led down um, to the heart of it was curiosity. Um, you know, we really try and teach our girls and, and my son, our kids that, um, you know, you always want to remain curious. Um, yep. And so this to me, this entire process, everything about this has been so exciting. You've had really exciting days. You have really challenging days, but ultimately um, our curiosity was peaked and we're really in this for the long term. And every day we're learning something new. Um, we're constantly challenging ourselves. We're constantly asking ourselves questions. Um, and so, you know, whether or not the, the ultimate um, solution is this platform or something else, we're really invested in the problem and the issue itself. And so I think that, you know, leading with curiosity is really what keeps us um, yeah. motivated, really. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. Uh, and a couple of things are being curious. I think that really helps any founder mm-hmm. or just anyone in, for that matter. 
And and the other part, other thing that you mentioned earlier is, you know, if if you are trying to solve the problem, if the if the problem exists, you know, why not? As you know, why uh, why should someone else solve the problem? Why not us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another mm-hmm. mindset uh, that I really like. Um, and the third thing that you mentioned, invest may this may or may not be the long term solution, mm-hmm. but but investing in this cause maybe we can pivot or maybe we can you know learn about it in some other way that this is this has to be built in a different way so that we solve the problem at scale mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. having that open mind to and not sticking to the platform right in the sense that not sticking to the solution that we are building right. i think i think that will take you a long way because whenever if i'm a founder i definitely uh, i uh, at least based on what i observed earlier i was so narrowed you know or so focused on my platform that hey this is going to solve everything that might not always be the case right. so i think having that mindset that hey we are just investing in the cause mm-hmm. and this may or may not work but this will take us a long way because this is still evolving and we can probably pivot or we'll we'll see i mean maybe maybe something else comes up who knows right yeah absolutely i mean i think in the meantime we're focused on this but i uh, mean sure. you know no, yeah, yeah. you know we definitely obviously we want this to be a success but i think again like remaining curious and always being willing to learn um you know yeah. who knows maybe we find something else throughout our journey and we say you know maybe we pivot we do something else or maybe as we're going through this we're like yeah got the hit the nail on the head and this is it so exactly. we'll see exactly right so that that that's uh, the really important character uh, or attitude of uh, that any any founder or co-founder should have and should bring to the table mm-hmm. um glad glad uh, glad that i'm able to pick that from you uh, i think yeah. i should just be you know more curious and mm-hmm. and start being a little more open i guess um mm-hmm. but you know if you look at any other companies like any big companies like amazon mm-hmm. or or uh, google so what they i think they do have a similar sort of mindness muscle mm-hmm. mind that mm-hmm. if may, it may or may not work but something else will definitely come out in the future for example you know aws came out of amazon and yeah. no way that aws is related to amazon at all in the sense that amazon is a retail company aws is a complete you know, cloud based solution if mm-hmm. they are not open or if they don't have this curiousness it shouldn't it should it shouldn't have been there and no there is no cloud business at all which means the billion dollar opportunity you know or mm-hmm. it's it's not a billion dollar it's almost a trillion dollar company yeah uh, just the business itself that wouldn't have existed without this mindset mm-hmm. uh, and and i hope this really you know takes you a long way thank you so, so a couple of you know uh questions right uh, mm-hmm. just a second please um mm-hmm. so one other thing that i want to talk about is right your your journey as a black woman founder mm-hmm. so i see that in when it comes to raising the money or uh, at, even at the initial stages or uh, even in the later stages it is tough for women to raise the money and particularly it's even the people who raised uh, money in the in the history uh, when when it comes to black women founders the the chances you know the number is super low yeah. so did you did you know that before you start the company or uh, like what what's your take on it um i did not know that when i first started this company first of all um i think that you know obviously it's like it's very unfortunate um i think there's i think it's like more than 40% of black women are entrepreneurs and yet you know we only get I think it's less than 2% of the funding, right? So right. Um, that's obviously a, a challenge and that's um, a big problem within VC yeah. world. I would say that um, you are def- we're definitely seeing um, a lot more VCs that are making that um, very conscious, concerted effort to focus on underrepresented founders, which is amazing. Um, and I think that raising money in general is hard, right? Raising money for yeah. in general is hard for anybody. Yeah. Um, I think being a black woman doing it and being a black woman in tech doing it, and then being a black woman in the crypto space doing it just yeah. continues to narrow it, right? So there's yeah. we're definitely I think we we face um, some unique challenges in that way. I think crypto is a very you know tight knit 
circle. So if you're an outsider, it's harder to break in. Um, And because of that, you know, because we are an outsider, we may or may not have um, what they consider established credibility in terms of um, building a startup. Um, So for us, you know, we have had to um, get creative. We've bootstrapped majority of this all to ourselves. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough to have a friends and family round where we um, were able to kind of get us really too close to launch. And then also participating in different accelerators, um, winning grants. Um, so I think that, and I think what you'll see, what we do see is, is that I think in Black startup culture, those grants, those funding, those finding um, creative ways to um, fund our businesses is going to be something that stays for the long term. Um, But I will say that when we do start our fundraising um, journey, which will be just around the corner, it's coming up quickly. um, You know, I know it's going to be difficult, um, but, you know, I think that you know, we can do it. You know, I think that together with my technical co-founder, Lord, I do think that we're building something that is game-changing. And I think that we, you know, I'm going to be telling VCs, you guys are going to get in on this early because, you know, like Fat Joe says, yesterday's price is not today's price. So when we, when we blow up and when we are a success, um, you know, we're going to be holding a lot of the cards. And so I just, you know, I think I just, I would just encourage any founder that's out there, um, you know, to just continue to continue to continue to educate yourself, continue to keep reading the news, um, really rely on your network. I think one of the things that from participating in the AWS Impact Accelerator for Black founders, um, gaining that that community and having a community of other founders who we can um, commiserate with, ask questions, also celebrate together. Um, yeah. I think that that really makes the journey um, so much more profound it's so much more meaningful and we also can exchange a lot of resources too and i think the great thing is is that especially in that cohort together like we all truly want each other to win so we share grants we share make intros you know we really want all of us to win so i think that when we're going on this journey when you do have those tough days having someone else who has either done it or is doing it um, really helps um, really helps to just, you know, get through the day sometimes when you are having those hard days. Yeah, I, I totally agree on it. And since I've seen how the cohort went, uh, I now mm-hmm. have more confidence that that is the way to go, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to the point of uh, VCs not investing you know, more and more right. into the uh, women or uh, black women founded companies yet. But there are so many opportunities that are evolving and that are coming mm-hmm. out lately, be it grants or uh, be it accelerator programs or, mm-hmm. or, or maybe some, you know, uh, people taking a chance uh, on, on Black women founders. So I think it's, it's evolving, mm-hmm. but until then using the resources that are in place and and having the you know being in the community i think that is really the game changer because mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know but there are some there are some other people around you who are you know constantly educating you or who are constantly chatting about the space uh, and and this and the startup journey itself which means that we will know a lot more opportunities and we know that we have someone along with us in the, the process so that that gives us you know you know confidence and yeah. and energy to to move further right because yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely not an not an easy one and 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 that's the truth so mm-hmm. so but but i think particularly in, in the black uh community whatever you guys are doing that will take you all a long way and that is something that we all should have done it mm-hmm. not so long you know back but still we are just doing it now but but the point here is whatever we are doing now, be it a success or not, mm-hmm. it will stay there and it will inspire many people to start uh, trying something new. And, and I'm sure like many of these companies will only uh, double down or, you know, it will be 10x in, in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the other thing is, is, is that, you know, 
our black technologists, our black creatives, our non-technical founders, like we can do this and we're out there and we're building really amazing, innovative, game-changing platforms. And we just need the space to, you know, make the mistakes that every other founder typically makes, right? And the only way that you can do that really is to have the capital, because when you have the capital, you have the runway to make mistakes. You have the runway to ask questions. You're not constantly worried about where you're, how you're going to pay this developer, where this next dollar is going to come in. And so when you do get that, you know, I think that if VCs or the grants or the accelerators, whatever it is, when you're offering, you know, the resources are great. Absolutely. You know, like having the advice, that's great. Absolutely. Having the training for sure. And the coaching. Yes. But it really does matter that it's the capital. It's the capital that matters and preferably non-dilutive to be honest. Like, you know, it's the capital that matters that gives you the runway. So that way you have the time and the space to think, to be creative, to implement and get your product off the ground. Exactly. So, and I hope, uh, but, but the fact that you also have uh, some friends and family supporting, uh, having that culture, you know, ingrained around you, I think that's, that's a great help as well, because without the capital, I'm sure with all this advice is good, but it's not going to help you move forward, right? It is not going to help you tomorrow. You know, it's not going to help your company survive for a week. Um, because you really need capital <laughs> to survive today um, mm-hmm. because because uh, you know it's it's expensive right if you are building yes. a technology company it is really expensive and there are so many challenges and and there are many mm-hmm. learnings along the way so yeah i think companies can be more successful if they have leeway to experiment and learn from the mistakes or just be creative uh, whenever there is a problem you know uh, whenever in case of a problem right because if you don't have a leeway, you're not being creative and you are just right. trying to force something onto users, which may not work at all. So yeah. I, I understand that capital is the single most, you know, um, important thing in any startup. Uh, <laughs> and that will give you, uh, I mean, that's the bread and butter, obviously, but sure, the importance of the cap, I mean, importance of capital is one thing, right? And the other, the, let's... Uh, also talk about a couple of other things. Uh, mm-hmm. The people, the culture that you're going to build. So let's say you have a capital and let's say you're able to uh, raise the seed money or whatever you wish. And then, you know, I was speaking to some of the VCs earlier and they were um, like, it's capital is one thing, but they also want to look at the culture of the company and they also mm-hmm. want to, you know, evaluate the founders uh, and they also want to evaluate the technology, right? Mm-hmm. But but the most important thing that came out of my conversation was building the culture mm. into the company so that it, it is, um, so it is set for the long-term success, you know, maybe due to the experimentation or yeah. maybe, you know, it can be of many things, but it has to be the culture and the people. So, and I think one, one interesting observation from mine has been that black women set a great example for building a culture, particularly mm-hmm. women, women in general, you know, because right. they have more empathy and they raise kids and, 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 uh, in, I mean, they just in general are kind and have more empathy than men, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that will naturally flow into the into the company culture but when it comes to the black women uh, after you know i was talking to many people and the other things that come into picture are the resiliency right because you have been through a lot and and your ancestors have been through a lot but they still stood up and they were resilient to get whatever they were you know they got earlier and now this is the same for the current founders as well you know it's most of the people know it's not easy but still they have the resiliency to not give up and to keep on trying, I think that will be another cultural aspect in any uh, black, you know, women-founded company. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. I also want to understand your thoughts in terms of the culture or, or uh, the advantages of uh, a black woman-founded company, in 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 your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, I think that um, 
you know, first of all, I think, you know, black people, black women, you know, we're the bomb, like we get it done, right? Like I think yep. that uniquely in the black, black community, there's very much this like hustle culture where um, regardless of what you're in, whether you're in tech, whether you're in beauty, whether you're in music, um, there is this, this hustle mentality where it's like, you have to make a way out of no way. Yep. And we have had to make something out of nothing for, you know, since we've been in this country and even before that, right? So um, we've had to, you know, build amazing, giant, global, amazing ideas and game-changing companies without the capital, without the networks, without the, you know, grandfathers and the gr uncles who can just introduce you, right? So mm -hmm. again, like, I think that, you know, I think in, in general, I think the Black the black community is always going to be creative we're we've always been entrepreneurs um and so i think that that's just something that is ingrained in our culture when i look at black women black women founders and the companies that they lead i agree i think that um you know i think black women just uniquely have a way of you know creating a space that um creating a space of excellence um, you know, we, we, unfortunately, you know, we carry the burdens, right? We carry yep. the burdens of our families, we carry the burdens of, um, you know, of society. Um, and, you know, oftentimes, we have to do it with a smile on our face. And, you know, nobody's empathetic to us, nobody's empathetic to our tears, nobody's empathetic to the things that, um, that worry us. And yet, and still, we persist and we succeed. And while I think it's not ideal, um, I think that those are the things that make a founder and a leader of a company um, to push through those hard times. And I think that those are the types of characteristics that you need um, in a leader. So when I think about the company culture that we want to have at the Crypto Mom, I think it's, it's something similar to that where it's like, when I think about my life and the things that are most important to me, you know, it's my children, it's my family. Um, and it's also, you know, being a good human. So I want to create a culture, a company culture that supports those things. And so, you know, we are um, flexible and remote first. I think that through the pandemic, I think while there's obviously it was a very challenging time, one of the things I think that really opened up for founders and women founders in particular, is just everything going virtual. So, you know, you finally had access to the accelerators and the incubators that were going on in Silicon Valley that are now via Zoom, you never would have had. And when we started this company, I was pregnant. At that time, I couldn't travel. So there would have, I would have never even been able to participate in any of like the incubators that I did to get introduced to these people because I couldn't fly. I wouldn't be able to be in in-person meetings or anything like that. Um, and so I think that it created a much more accessible culture as well. Um, and I think it also forced VCs to look outside of um, their bubble of just Silicon Valley or just New York yep. or just LA. Um, you know, so you definitely um, can spread the networks that way. Um, and so I think that for our company in particular, you know, having that flexible remote first is really important. Um, my creative director, she um, is a mom of soon to be two and she lives in Hawaii and oh. our chief um, UX UI designer, she is lives in Dallas and she's got four kids, you know, so, and then there's me, here's I'm in Chicago. So we're constantly, we find ways to create community within each other, um, working together, but we are remote, you know? So when, you know, there are times where I'm, you know, I'm looking at the clock now, I'm about to go ahead and pick up my kids and, you know, whatever, 45 minutes or so. So, yep. um, you know, those are the things that I think are really important. It's just like understanding that whoever you're working with, they're a whole person. Yeah. And we're all coming together to build this really awesome platform. But there's also so many other parts of us that um, maybe are not necessarily um, directly related to the company, but they do build us and build who we are. And that's yeah. who we're bringing to you know, the company every day. That's, that's great to hear. A uh, couple of things here, right? Uh, the first thing is uh, taking, taking us a bit you know, back, um, coming to uh, the characteristics of a founder, 
which are mostly ingrained in the lives of uh, you know black in in the cult in the black mm-hmm. culture itself you know being resilient mm-hmm. or uh, finding a way to get the work done or or you know being creative when when it comes and pushing through the hard challenges yeah. so that's just uh, who you are and and that, those are the characteristics that a founder needs to have so that, that i think more people start realizing that and more people will start funding blacks you know i think the funding you know should should probably double down in the sense that it has to be 10x or it, ha- it mm-hmm. has to be much higher than 2% uh, as uh, which is today so i i really hope uh, i mean i started learning that more and you know, i just started talking to people more so i i think it's just a matter of understanding or or maybe the platform or maybe it doesn't exist that where they can view that hey this is how you should view the black founders you know sure mm-hmm. there can be some disadvantages you know from your standpoint but those are all can be trained you know you have the personality you have the character attitude of a successful founder uh, or, or that a successful founder needs so just if you don't have anything you know maybe those are things that can be trained that I, th- i hope more and more vcs come from this standpoint mm-hmm. uh, and and start start investing more in 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 the in these companies right okay. and and the second term in terms of the covid the opportunities that are opened by covid uh, mm-hmm. uh obviously covid is the most unfortunate thing that's happened right um but again the cultural shift has been super huge right uh, now it's now the opportunities are wide open it's not uh, a game of a few cities you know maybe it's not the silicon valley new york uh, at mm-hmm. all now it's open to more folks and and the possibilities of connecting remotely um yeah. and 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 just working together from all over the world is super dope but the the little points that you mentioned right finding a way to get engaged finding a way to build a community little community among the team is also challenging but but i'm glad you are already you know started started addressing that i hope this culture goes a long way into the company um so i want to uh and and thanks for sharing that by the way uh, yeah. i want to deviate a little bit here and and ask about how how you navigate some of the painful days uh mm-hmm. as as a startup founder because i mean these are the typical days that most founders do face and and uh, just just want to understand what is, what are the things that you do so that we all can learn from you mm-hmm. then- um i think when i think about my hardest days um you know i think that one of the things that i really do try to do is um making sure that my own mental health my own physical health that i'm prioritizing that so um you know if i'm you know sleep deprived which often happens when you have a baby and toddlers but you know when you're sleep deprived um you know it's also harder to process stress right yep. um um i also have really been trying to prioritize um, my physical health so making sure that i'm exercising making sure that my diet is good right so um i think that's the first thing is like really just taking care of my body my mental health physical health my spiritual health um and i think the other thing is 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 that in that um taking time away um i know as a founder it's really hard because you have this long ever growing list of things to do yeah. and there's yeah. always something that needs to be done there's always something that feels like it's urgent um and i think keeping in perspective that majority of the things on your list are not urgent they're important but they're not urgent yep. it's not an emergency so it's okay to take time away to rest it's okay to take you know 20 30 minutes and go take a walk outside it's okay if you need to take the weekend to sleep in spend time with your family find the things that give you energy and that fuel you um i think that when you do those things you then can handle the days that are much more stressful um and also understand that you know there are going to be longer days right you know there's going to be longer days um but not every day has to be a long day yeah. um so i think for me as a working mom i think one of the things that i really do try to do is um definitely prioritize those times when um 
my kids are home. Um, I have small kids, so it's a little bit um, different in that they go to bed between like seven, seven thirty or so. So when I leave the office, you know, I really try to be home by four thirty once they're home from school. And I take that time to be with them. I really try not to be on my phone. I try not to be taking calls. I try not to be responding to emails um, because it's really important for me. That's not only am I a founder, but like, you know, being a mom and, and being present for my family is really important to me. And I take that um, responsibility to heart. So, um, you know, taking that time to be with them also it like gives me a break because I get to have yeah. fun and we have dance parties and we do, um, you know, science experiments and read books. And so just taking that time away, um, you know, it makes me happy. And so when I can cuddle with my babies and things like those are times that I can recharge myself. And then when they go to bed, um, you know, I can choose, I can say, well, you know, I've got a couple more things to do. I can knock those out or I can take this time to say, you know what, I need a break. I'm going to turn on a show and, you know, I'm going to just decompress for a bit. So I would say that, you know, maybe that's probably, you know, the, the best way to, you know, handle those hard days and um, just try and, you know, maintain some of the balance as much as possible. Yep. Uh, totally agree. And, and thanks for sharing this uh, valuable insight. Uh, so pretty much giving priority to mental health and physical health uh, and and trying to prioritize what's uh, the important thing to get knock it off right i like mm-hmm. the fa- i like the point that you mentioned you know everything is important but not urgent i yeah. think that little distinction itself is is super important and that takes mm-hmm. some you know experience to <laughs> have the you know to differentiate what's important to a surgeon mm-hmm. but once we do it i think i, I think that way we can start prioritizing and and obviously priority, understanding the family priorities right and if yeah. you are a mom you know obviously the priorities are a little more and then if you are you know if you're not married you know you, you might have some leeway yeah. but again you have your own you should have your own you know me time right mm-hmm. so those those are important um mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah i get it uh, and i think it's not just for any uh it, being a founder or not, you know, even general for me, I think having mm-hmm. those little differentiations and yeah. have, you know, finding a way to set the priorities is really important. And I think that will take us a long way because this is not a one year or one month game, right? So right. we are here, we have to understand that this is a long run this is a marathon that we are planning not not a hundred meter hustle oh yeah definitely a marathon <laughs> yeah. so i think that that mindset mindset uh, shift is you know what's needed uh, to uh, for, for a successful work-life balance and and this is even more important for founders because of all the stress that to go through uh, and and i think it's even more when it comes to funds rise or when it comes to the last days of funds so i can i can only imagine um but yeah thanks for sharing this advice um yeah. I know we are we are at time. I just want to um, wrap up with the last two questions, right? So, yeah. so what what are the things uh, that you know excites you in the, in the next few months? What 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 do you have in store? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're onboarding alpha users right now, and um, once we get that feedback, you know, our goal is to launch our private beta and then ultimately open and up the platform before the end of the year. So we're really excited about yes. that. Um, and you know we um i think we're just we're just really excited to to bring this platform to life and and get it going um i think once it's open we'll be able to again see um you know what are the insights that our users are giving us and being able to you know, tweak the platform as needed. We're also going to start our fundraising soon. So um, that will be definitely a marathon and not a sprint. (laughs) Um, But you know what, maybe we'll get lucky and we'll like knock it out of the park for, you know, the first time, but um, this will be my first time fundraising. So it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting um, road. Um, Yeah. But I think that, and I think ultimately, you know, when when I think about six months to a year, Again, I think it's like narrowing in, um, you know, and closing that that fundraising round, so that way that we can bring on um, a couple of more um, 
key team members when we want to bring on a compliance specialist um, and strategist. And that, again, kind of feeds into making sure that we're maintaining that trust and security on our platform and executing that plan. Um, and I think also the other thing right now, we're going to be um, mobile optimized web based first, but um, we'd also love to have um, Android iOS. So bringing on a few more developers, technical developers um, to be able to bring that part to life too. So I think, you know, the next year is going to be busy for us. It's exciting yep. for us. I can't wait to see where, um, you know, we end up, but I'm truly, truly excited. And yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm like excited to, to share and, and see how it goes. Wow, yeah, that that's a lot for the next one yes. year. Uh, and, and this is, I think, one of the most crucial moments mm -hmm. uh, because of the company coming to live and, you know, fundraising, which also decides uh, the, may not decide, decide, but, you know, which sets the tone for the company yeah. and, and for, the, for the next few years. Uh, so I really wish you all the best. And I, I know Thank we you, all yeah. will be cheering for you. You know that, right? So... Yeah. Uh, and then if people want to reach out to you to learn more or, you know, if they want to invest in a you know, crypto mom mm -hmm. or if they want to just, you know, find a way to learn more about you, what, what is, how do you suggest them to contact you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you go to our website, thecryptomom.app. Um, you can um, first sign up for our wait list. So we are, you know, hyper-focused on bringing uh, millennial women into the crypto space and closing that crypto gender gap. So if that's you, if that's somebody that you know, um, you know, send them to our website and sign up for our wait list. Um, I think if you want to invest, absolutely. You can, we have an email on our website as well, um, yeah. contact us and you can shoot a note to that. And that goes to um, myself and my technical co-founder, Lord. Um, yeah, and then, you know, follow us on Instagram. We're the crypt, at the Crypto Mom app um, on Instagram. We do a lot of community building. It's really fun. We do um, some education. We feature other women in crypto and tech. Um, you know, we talk about the things that are important to us, whether it's not just crypto related, but being a mom, being a career woman, being a working mom, being a stay-at-home mom, being you know, just a woman in general. So there's yeah. a lot of fun stuff that you can find on our Instagram and our TikTok pages as well. Okay, that's, that's a lot of advice. Uh, yeah. For, uh, I, yeah, I think I'll, I haven't followed. Uh, yeah, I don't oh, know that. You need, TikTok definitely need yeah. to follow us. I definitely need to, yep, yep. <laughs> Note it. So one last question uh, before we end mm -hmm. up. Uh, and thanks for sharing all that information. I hope uh, people start you know following and learning more and i hope mm -hmm. you know, many users will understand the value and start investing mm -hmm. so and and typically i end the show with the, the last question um, mm -hmm. that can you help us learn something in two minutes that took so long to learn for you um yes i uh I, I'm hoping that I've learned this, but this is like advice that people say, but it really, really is true. When you become a parent, um, sleep when the baby sleeps. I know that that's like not like, I don't, it's not necessarily like something that's like tangible, but it really is like getting those cat naps are crucial. Um, had I known that, like, I think before I had kids, like, I love to nap and, you know, things like that, but I also would, you know, stay up all night and then like, you know, totally, you know, go out on a Saturday yeah. night and be up early and, you know, to do something else and like sleep wasn't as, um, as important, I would say, or I didn't yeah. prioritize it as much. I think being, being a working parent now, I try to sleep as much as possible. And when you have a newborn and you're building a company, you literally get no sleep. So I would yep. say if there's something that you could learn, it really truly is sleep when the baby sleeps, leave the laundry, leave the bottles, <laughs> leave the house a mess. Yep. Like it's just going to stay a mess. And that's just the way that it's going to be. Sure. Yeah. I think... <laughs> but sure, yeah. This is Until you get the... more sleep so you can clean your house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, this also emphasizes the importance of sleep, but, but yeah, I'll, I'll take that advice and, and I hope many yeah. people take that advice too. This is interesting. Mm. 
cool and that's that's a wisdom speaking is not just the regular experience uh, thanks uh, thanks for sharing that kendra and and yeah. yeah i know we are at time um again uh, thanks a lot for sharing and being open and authentic on the show and sharing all yeah. your valuable advice on crypto why human why you think you know women should invest in crypto you know and, and on your personal journey as well uh, this is super helpful uh, i thank hope uh, and i wish you all the success and yeah i'll be cheering for you thank you yeah thank you guys so much thank you for having me i'm happy to be here thank you uh, i think once after next one year we'll we should do another episode and see how the journey evolved yeah um, we'll see how then, if if anything's changed I've sure, changed I'm my sure. tune <laughs> <laughs> i hope yeah i i'm sure uh, and and yeah we'll, we'll see we'll just be open we'll just be curious and see how that goes absolutely cool sounds good thank you kendra thank you very much thank you thank you yeah